This is Bite Size History with the Saints. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Hey everyone, it's Megan. And it's Bradley. So, it's been a little bit. Just just a smidge, uh, I think two months? Exactly two months. Yeah, so <laughs> as you all know, we had a baby and... He, Things are hectic. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Babies take a lot of time. and. But then they don't at the same time. It's really weird. Cause it's like, like, sorry? No, you go ahead. I was going to say, when... You, when you have to be on. You have to be on. But you don't know if they're going to be awake for 20 minutes and then back to sleep for two hours or if they're going to be awake for two hours and asleep for 20 minutes. Which is exactly what happened with most of our podcasts. Like, we would get ready. Like, we would be prepped. We'd have the microphone set. We had a script. And we'd get ready to go. And then it would be like a diaper blowout, screaming for two hours, cluster feeding, and then silence for five. And by the time that happened, we didn't want to do anything. So now you're asking, okay, well, what changed? Why are you doing the podcast now? We did not give the child up for adoption. <laughs> child is still here. <laughs> He's actually asleep on my chest right now after screaming for about two hours. And then we drove in the car hoping to go to the mall to walk around with him for him then to fall asleep in the car. And we just drove home. Yeah. Because the mall was closed anyways. Yeah. So... Sorry, it's been so long. <laughs> we have some goals to make this a little bit better. Um, going forward, we're going to have still the week where we talk about, you know, the individual recipes. But then this in-between weeks are going to be more history-focused that are on topic, like the history of autumn in the sense of, like, what that dealt with food. What do we focus on for different cultures? Which of those will give us a bit of, a bit of an ability to record them ahead of time so that they're good in between pieces, but they we don't have to worry about the every week trying to rush to get it filmed yeah, or recorded. And, and that's the thing. Like we're starting to kind of figure out our stride here. It's been slow, and then we had the monkey wrench of the three of us have to travel into Toronto City Center because Megan's job refused to let her work from home to breastfeed. 
Yeah, that's that's the new wrench in this. So for three days a week, the three of us get to go into city center because, you know, the kid's got to eat. He does have to eat. And he has decided that he no longer wants bottles because he is a smart boy. Um, well, I mean, you know, why take him by, uh, what is it, why buy the cow? Cow when you get the milk for free? Yeah. Am I the cow in this? You are the cow in this situation. Jeez Louise. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback to, I had a dream that I had udders. And when I say udders, I mean multiple udders. It was horrible. I was going to say, by all evolutionary purposes, you do have udders. But... Creepy scientist moment. <laughs> He's sitting there awkwardly. I see you have udders. <laughs> Anyways. Let's get back on topic. <laughs> I can't believe we uttered those words. So... Uh, I'm leaving now. <laughs> so hopping back to, you know, where we're at. So... Where we left everything off, um, we were talking about what was coming up, and we did finish those recipes. We kind of, you know, we finished through Africa, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave us a chance to, like, one of the big things to know about, like, African cuisine, it's pretty much similar to what it, like, the current day is still very much what it was before colonization. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And when you're making amazing food. Yeah. Like, there's some additions, but overall, it's the world took from Africa, unless Africa took from the world. Yeah. I mean, and yet again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Why did I go redneck there? I don't know. He went really redneck. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's very evolutionary that, like, the idea did that... Did I go redneck? No. <laughs> <laughs> that the food would basically... That a lot of the food origins and a lot of ways that we expect food to be and the meals... Would originate in Africa. I mean, they didn't originate in Africa. They originated in the Middle East. Yeah. And Africa, you know, having the benefit of the Egyptians. Yeah. They were able to pretty much take everything that the Fertile Crescent started to develop and just run with it. Well, they they had the luxury of everything the Fertile Crescent and the Mediterranean being so close Mm -hmm. that basically... As all of those different empires... You say Mediterranean being so close when Egypt sits on the Mediterranean. Okay. (laughs) How dare he call out my map skills. Anyways. um, You know Egypt's in Africa, right? (laughs) (laughs) But once we went ahead and got done with those, we kind of had to do the in review because we've been doing this blog for two years. Really a year and a half solid, but... Two two years years in total. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like We've only been doing this for less than a year. Yeah. And maybe it's because I really love food. <laughs> so, you know, it's not work when you love doing what you do, right? Well, that was one thing that, like, we we did conclude when we were having the baby that the blog would definitely continue on going forward. And we didn't really feel like there was a risk of it not because we still have to eat. Yeah. Um, that's the easiest. You know. It's it's one of those biological needs that we've yet to take and evolve out of. Someday, though. Maybe one day we'll just take and get all the food we need from the sun. Some boring dystopia. Actually, it wouldn't be the sun. It would be like some tablet uh, that you get to take. Well, that's not evolutionary. Well, yeah, but I'm saying it's like boring dystopia. Well, yeah, if it's a boring dystopia, then it's, you know, you know soiled greens. Soilent green. Soilent green. My bad. Soiled greens. <laughs> what, <laughs> but, a ter- what a terrible dish. I don't know. I think that, you know, standing outside in the sun for 12 hours a day wouldn't be terrible. I mean, that does sound fantastic, but you might be like a plant with cancer. Yeah. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Oh, <laughs> so. 
And right now, isn't the plant that we live on, planet Earth, just us being the cancer? Ah, so deep. (laughs) (laughs) So back to the topic. Um, So we decided probably about halfway through that we were going to call this round one of the world tour. Fight. (laughs) Well, and it's mostly because we had already started talking about, like, once we made it around the world, what were we going to do next? Because we knew we wanted to continue this on. Yeah. We enjoy doing this. It's a lot of fun. And I like the, I think we both like the challenge of having to think through, you know, because like a lot of it is, a lot of it is we take existing recipes and make them work for the time periods we're describing. But it's also the fact that like we have to be creative. Yeah. And that's the thing. When you live on a different side of the world and the food that you want to use isn't available here, you, you, you figure you get, you get workarounds. Exactly. But before we go into what we're going to do next, why don't we cover, what do we like do? a do a review? Yeah, so we cooked 40 recipes, and um, some of these were Patreon exclusives, and were like desserts and sides, but most of them were main dishes. We started in Mesopotamia, mm-hmm. and we ended in Ethiopia. You can definitely tell that when we started, we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> no clue. It was just kind of throwing a dart at a wall and hoping that maybe you hit the dartboard. Yeah, I was going to say, we we originally, we were like, uh, what's the oldest recipe? And that's where we started. Yeah. And then from there, it evolved into the colonization, the pre-colonization. The, and, you know, ultimately, I, I think if I could go back and change anything about the way we started, I would want to start off pre-colonization the whole way through. Yeah. Well, we never did cross over to colonization. I mean, we did and we didn't. It's like when you got to Greece, it was like... Well, I guess we got to go back to what we define colonization. So if we say colonization is any time that another country has absorbed or one culture absorbs another, then technically we failed that constantly. Hey, Siri. What is the definition of colonization? Colonization means the action or process of settling among and establishing control over the indigenous people of an area. All right, so there's the definition. This means that we then technically failed a lot. Every single one. <laughs> so, this is one of the reasons why I always felt like uh, colonization, I think of it more as the age of colonization. So, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. That. But that's the thing, that's very. America centric. And that's where the problem is that because, you know, colonization is a relatively new thing. Before it was just conquering, and before that it was just people living. So the trading of food between groups was just another way to survive. It wasn't until we decided that, you know, conquering turned to colonization, turned to your stuff is now my stuff you don't get it anymore, that we started to run into a problem. But if we wanted to take and do this pure, then we would have to stick to the Neolithic for each group. Yeah. But even that can get messy Mm -hmm. because some groups hit the Neolithic before other groups did, meaning that the trade that they were getting, you know, they, they had access to crops that they wouldn't have had access to. Yeah. Well, like, even, like, when we were talking about, like, Australia, um, technically we did focus on more of, like, the Neolithic for Australia, and that was 
that, that was probably like the purest we could have done. But that would have been the existence all the way into like Australia's age of colonialism because it was a very aboriginal dish. Yeah. And so that's where this gets kind of muddled. Oh, sorry, I just had a flashback to how kangaroo tasted and smelled. It tastes better than it smells, but it smells bad. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So it's like it's it was a challenge that I I personally believe we failed. <laughs> I think that we failed the challenge. And part of that boils down to, for me, one, when we started, we didn't really have a clear set goal. We just wanted to cook food. Yeah. And two, because we didn't start with a clear set goal, as we continued on, it got more warped to become what we wanted it to be because we were hungry. (laughs) The the later recipes were a lot more polished yeah, and more consistent. But that's the way it is with anything. Yeah. I mean, you take and you start something and it's like drawing. You start off and you're not great at it, but as you practice and you do more and more, you start to refine it and then you find your style. And I think that's what we did with this. Yeah. And when we go into round two, I think that we're going to be able to take what we figured out here and easily transition that into round two. And round two will be even better than round one. And then so on as we go on. Yeah, so let's... I mean, we, we can do a little bit more talking about what we did with round one. But there's also a really good blog about that if you want to read it. Yeah, or, just yeah. go check out the blog. Yeah, because we highlight which recipes and stuff we love. Potatoes. Which ones we hated. Uh, the Stan Dan noodles. Yeah, that one was horrible. That one, needs, that one definitely needs modern f- spices and whatnot. But potatoes. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. That man does love potatoes. Oh my goodness. Um, We should have potatoes for dinner. (laughs) We're having tacos. Let it go. With (laughs) potatoes. It's like a Taco Bell menu item. Yeah. Potatoes came from South America. Tacos came from Central America. Therefore, they're in the Americas. We combine the two of them together and we have ourselves a dinner. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'll think about it. Yes. <laughs> do. <laughs> so let's talk about round two then. Round two. So round two is going to start on September 10th. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things that we're doing is we are taking the world and splitting them into six defined regions for us. Because we learned a lesson. We did learn a lesson. <laughs> we made this way more complicated than it needed to be. Yeah. So there's... But, sorry. No, go ahead. But with... Round two, splitting it into six main regions makes a lot more sense because of what round two is. Exactly. So round two is seasons. So basically what's going to happen is starting on September 10th, 
we're going to have region one for fall or autumn as other people call it autumn so sorry (laughs) (laughs) that was obnoxious that was very obnoxious yeah now you're making fun of them too i'm making fun of you you're making fun of me which is making fun of them so you're making fun of them Whoa. Oh. That's insulting. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> Insulception. <laughs> so, what we're going to do is we will have these defined regions, and we'll be sharing those online very soon of what those regions are so you can, you know, have expectations. And we're going to go through the seasons. So, we got the idea through other, you know, food blogs and whatnot, trying to eat sustainably. Yeah. And... The idea is you eat what is available in your region at that time in that season. So right now, tomatoes are coming up and well, they've been coming up, but we've got tomatoes. So tomatoes are one of those weird ones that stretch between summer and fall. But eating to the season that we want to do, no, that made no sense. <laughs> All right. I thought about it. I'm going to say it now. It'll be more intriguing if you ask me. Because, you know, if you're anything like us, you want to take and be sustainable. You know, we are living on borrowed time on this planet right now. And trying to take and eat local, eat sustainable is more important now than it has been. And I know this is awfully rich coming from two people that literally just did recipes cooked around the world (laughs) and went to a butcher that had kangaroo but the kangaroo was from here in ontario so no the kangaroo was yes yes it was actually yeah okay sorry so you know it's it's but those kangaroos had to get here some other house (laughs) but it's i know it's rich coming from us but it's that idea of you know what would we be able to eat at that point in time because up until you know modern refrigeration it was kind of difficult to keep foods. You know, you could pickle, you could salt, you could smoke, uh, you could dry, uh, you, you could, you know, bury it in a jar and hope that the earth would keep it cold. Uh, if you lived in areas where it gets really cold during the wintertime, you know, like where uh, the Eskimos live, you can dig a hole in the ice, and you can keep your food safe there. But then you got animals that'll come by and dig it up. But trying to stick to what would have been available, and this is where we take lessons from round one, because now we know foods that originated in you know South America that are heavily eaten in Asia, like peppers and whatnot. They you know it's what did they have back in the day before they were able to take and meet those other groups. Yeah. And that's going to be the big thing. It's focusing on what is available to us and using more techniques that are a bit more traditional. We we did a, quite a bit of like and exceptions for ourselves and or. Well, I think that a lot of that boiled down to one, Megan was pregnant. I was pretty miserable. And that limited the foods that we were able to eat. But that also brings us to another point that we'll get into in a second. But the and or exceptions kind of had to be made. And then that's part that's another area that we failed. Yeah. But it was a necessary evil. 
Well, I think in some things also we need to focus on the methods that we're cooking. Like one of the big things that we did a lot was we should have made a bread or something that would have been a key component to the meal, but I didn't bother to make a sourdough starter. So therefore... Well, we we tried. We did try multiple uh, times. <laughs> let's just say that we're lucky our child is not a sourdough starter. Yeah. He, um, he wouldn't have made it to full term. Have, no. <laughs> we, we've tried. And it's something that I think that we can try again. Yeah. Because, you know... Sourdough is great. Sourdough is great. Um, it's going to be a little more complicated with us going into a, doing a two-hour commute, well, three-hour commute, uh, three days a week again. But we definitely are planning on trying to plan for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it, a lot of this is going to require more structure on both of our parts to get this stuff done ahead of time. Yeah. And that's the thing is it's having a child throws a huge monkey wrench into all your plans. It literally becomes the best laid plans of mice and men. We could sit there and talk about it, but then actually doing it were two totally different things. Yeah. And now that we're starting to get into a rhythm, we're starting to find our step as parents. And, you know, he's three months old, so we've had some time to start figuring him out which is going to change because babies don't want to stay the same forever. <laughs> but we're st- we're figuring out. Yeah, we're getting there. And that's the thing is everything comes with trials. And speaking of trials... So we're going to have to be careful about the foods that we make and eat again. Not because of Megan this time, but because of me. I'm expecting next December. <laughs> no. <laughs> I last year was diagnosed with cirrhotic arthritis and through a year of treatment that one treatment was starting to kill my liver so we had to take me from that treatment to another treatment I'm now on a prescription they're called biologics and it's an immunosuppressant so it means that I have to be careful about what foods I can actually eat like I I never realized how restrictive of a diet it was going to be. Runny eggs, you know, sunny side up eggs, I can't have those. And it makes me sad. Uh, Cold meats are out. Yeah, so a nice good sandwich. Oh, sandwich. Does that mean jerky is also out? I don't know. I Because it's dried, but that's the problem. Yeah. And that's where we're going to have to take and be a little bit more conscientious. And because we're not hiding the fact that I'm on this medication... You know, not to say that we were hiding the fact that Megan was pregnant. We just wanted to keep personal for a while. We're going to be a lot more upfront. And there might be meals that Megan is able to make for herself and eat for herself, but I won't be able to partake. I will just stand there glaring at her, (laughs) salivating, just... Just like uh, I made a fry up the other day and I had sunny side up eggs and he got scrambled and he's just watching me eat. We'll be right back after this quick murder. <laughs> this is going to become a whodunit podcast. It's now a true crime <laughs> podcast over eggs. He was, uh, he was on immunosuppressants. She cooked runny eggs. What happened to her next? You won't believe. <laughs> but actually the butler did it. <laughs> the child did it. <laughs> In the end, we found out that it was actually the three-month-old. <laughs> Those I, little hands can grip. I know a TV show with that plot. Anyway. 
But we're going to be a lot more upfront and transparent about the recipes and what we're able to do. It's going to suck because, you know, there's going to be a lot of foods that I just cannot have. But that's where Megan steps in. Yep. Megan's able to eat these foods and she can explain the mouth taste to me and I can dream. <laughs> Those would be the nights that Brad's eating uh, chicken tenders and macaroni and cheese like a five-year-old. <laughs> that's basically what my diet's become. That's so bad. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because you can't even have, like, radishes and stuff. No. And, like, lettuce, I have to do, like, restaurant style where you soak it in salt water for an hour and then rinse it multiple times to ensure that it doesn't have, like, any risk of things like listeria. I can't eat leftovers. Yeah, you can't have leftovers. There's really good enchiladas in the fridge. Mm. That's why I'm making tacos for dinner was because uh, I feel bad because <laughs> the enchiladas is my lunch tomorrow. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. Maybe we'll eat lunch separate tomorrow so that no, I don't tempt you. You have to feed the child. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But we're going to be up more front. Up more front? More up front? More up front. And, you know, it's one of those things that it's unfortunate, but I don't particularly feel like... Dying? Eh, not dying, because it won't kill me, <laughs> the cirrhotic arthritis. It's very painful. And through the medication, it alleviates a lot of the pain. It keeps my white blood cells from literally attacking my joints, tendons, and ligaments. Um, which there's a possibility that here in a few weeks, uh, I go in for an ultrasound because we think that one of my ligaments in my foot popped due to my cirrhotic arthritis. We'll keep you updated on that. But there's, I, I, I enjoy not being in excruciating pain every day but good god almighty do i miss a cold cut <laughs> i think we should wrap this up before i cry i was gonna say <laughs> it's one of those kind of things that uh you don't realize how much it sucks until it does yeah but so we're gonna go ahead and let you guys go um i did want to mention that you know as we go forward if you do want more of these exclusive recipes or the podcast ad free or even perhaps you know just wanting to be like, hey, I like what you guys do. Well, I'm sorry. And say, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. And and Patreon, we can now live stream. Yeah. So there's a good chance that we might live stream a couple of our uh, meals. Might be a fun thing to do a cook-along. Yeah. So just let us know um, because, and also let us know your feedback. We loved doing round one. Um, Tell us if you tried any of the recipes. Yeah, I want to know if you tried any of the recipes. What did you like? What didn't you like? Because this is a labor of love for us. We yeah. enjoy it so much, and it would be amazing to know what you guys think. Yeah, and tell us, you know, what you think we did wrong, and we'll probably agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Nine times out of ten, we probably are totally fine with your feedback on that. Yeah, we did a lot of things wrong. Yeah. First step is admitting it. <laughs> Second step is learning from it. Third step is eating cold cuts, even though I can't have them. Oh, on that note, <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.